up everybody? This is Jay, aka Brother Soap, and after a two-month hiatus, we are back with the 23rd episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my girl, the J to my Lindsay. I miss Lindsay Amanda. Why come you didn't tell me you was underage, boo? You didn't think I would wait two years for you? <laughs> uh, that, 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 made me, that made me sad a little. I kind of figured that she was when I first saw her, but it was just like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I needed Jay to hold it down. Look here. Rory waited 2,000 years for Amy. You mean to tell me Jacob wait two years for that girl? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad at Jay. I want him with Abby, but she's too busy sniffing after beer. I need him and Liz to keep it together, baby. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm done with them, too. <laughs> Oh, girl. But babe is working so hard to keep Abby with a man, boo. <laughs> I don't give two shits if she isn't <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Baby girl, EastEnders threw us for a loop. Why, Dom Treadwell Collins leaving? Why, baby? I don't know. It makes me a sad panda, too. Yeah, I already had his last day. I think it was last Friday. I'm so sad. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm upside, though. You get a bunch of new people everywhere. So it's, it's going to be a start of a new era. <laughs> yeah, it is strange. Like, all these moves are being made at the same time. I'm like, what is it? Was it contract time for everybody? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, but I'm hoping at... I'm hoping at the rate everything goes, hopefully with the changes that are made everywhere, everything will still be good or better. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm not too worried about EastEnders because, um, you know, I know Dom. always been good. <laughs> yes. I know Dom helped pick the new producer, and that made me feel better. And every time there's been a regime change with EastEnders, it's been smooth. I think there was that one exception when that one lady took over the show. I can't remember her name. But even though, you know, a lot of people criticized her work, I didn't think it was all that bad. I mean, I thought I could notice a difference, but I thought it was fine. So I don't think EastEnders will be, you know, a big deal. But I am interested in seeing what happens. Happens with uh, you know Hollyoaks. I'm already cool with. I like the way it's going, but I'm very interested in what's going to happen in Emmerdale. Yes, Emmerdale and Corey. I'm 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 excited and interested in how that's going to be. I'm I'm kind of scared at the same time too because even though you know Emmerdale's been the you know the Aaron train for the past you know ever. And it's probably going to be the Aaron and Robert train because I think that Robert and Aaron should be together for the long term, for the long haul. Well, at the rate rate Robert's going, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be the case. I need a flying car door for him so bad. (laughs) I really, really do. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, I want to say a quick shout out to our girl purple hair secret lair miss rachel and new friend miss louise who does the uh, robert and aaron friendsley uh, beautifully unfinished in 2016 uh tumblers uh they let us know that we were missed in our little hiatus <laughs> i don't use the trip while i'm taking breaks because you know you know people feel like they're living their lives and nobody's ever been like hey y'all been gone for a while where y'all at so i didn't think it was a big deal, but uh, I know Louise especially, she was like, when y'all got that show coming? I want that show. When that show <laughs> So I appreciate you. We, won't, we were trying not to do any long hiatuses again. <laughs> so we keep you guys happy, but we appreciate the knowing that you like the show and you miss us when we're gone, so we won't keep you waiting anymore. <laughs> so thank you for the yes, love. Thank you very so, much. Yes. So we actually got a question from Louise. Um, she has an Emmerdale question for us, and I, I want to kind of start with that. So she wrote, will Aaron ever get proper help for his self-harm? Here is a man who self-harms in many ways has had suicidal thoughts and actually attempted suicide, and who has a tendency to lash out violently when stressed. So Emmerdale does what? Gives him a 14-year-old sister to look after. So what do you think, Lynn? Do you feel like Emmerdale has done enough to show Aaron getting help for his self-harming, and I'm not sure if you're there yet, but um, he's got a little 14-year-old yeah. sister. Yeah. He's got the attitude. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about you know him being like surrogate daddy mm -hmm. to his little sister? I, I I I'm not really sure to be honest because I kind I kind of like I I I kind of feel like she's gonna end up being more like Gabby and that kind of freaks me out a little bit because Gabby's a little cow and I, I kind of like the little attitude that she has she kind of acts like a short female Aaron <laughs> yep <laughs> but I mean like I think the character has potential and I think Aaron could grow from it a little bit you know knowing that he has somebody that he can take care of that, you know, he knows his family and can keep away from his perverted ass father and, <laughs> and everything like that too. So I think it could be good for him or it could end up blowing up in his face as well. So it all kind of depends on, you know, where it goes. That's that's yeah. what I that's what I think. I think it's good for him to have somebody younger than him to take care of. But it, mm -hmm. like I said, I I feel especially someone who's so much like him. Mm -hmm. So that could probably be to his advantage just a little bit. Yeah, I feel you on that. You know, I kind of. I kind of like her, too. I know she does remind me of him when he first started on the show. And it's interesting seeing the dynamic between those two, uh, you know, knowing that. And I think it, it will be interesting because, you know, Aaron's character has been about, like, 
having people kiss his ass. Like, you know, most of his stories involve other people having to kiss his ass and, you know, worry about him and his feelings. So I think it'll be interesting to see how he deals with having to, you know, acknowledge the feelings of a little girl, you know, because, yeah, she rough and tough, or she fronting like she rough and tough, but that's still a girl and that's your sister. You know, and I think that may be a different dynamic than he's used to dealing with. Because he's used to just being like, fuck everybody. But you can't be doing that to your sister. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, I'm interested in, in, in how that plays out, too. But uh, not to the self-harming question, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, Emmerdale has been a long time with him, you know, hurting himself for this reason, that reason. Do you feel like they've done enough to show him, you know, kind of getting help for that? No. Yeah. I I kind of feel that the only two people who or the only three people, even though I do not care for one of those three people who gives their ass ass about him hurting himself, are Robert, his mom, and Kane. And it's and it's just and it's just getting kind of you know old that it's the same three people telling him, "Hey, dude, you need to stop," instead of taking him to a doctor to get him assessed. Yeah, because I can't tell. I, I feel like sometimes I've heard mention a doctor, but other times I have. Yeah, I think they they definitely could step that up because, you know, this is a long standing problem for Aaron that is not getting better uh, in the absence of help. So, yeah, something more needs to be done because, you know, he can't be, you know, cutting or running and cutting his feet every time he gets stressed out. That's That's not going to be a healthy long term strategy, mm-hmm. you know. But I'll take, I'll cut one of them people out. I see Kane and uh, Chaz as Karen. Robert, he made fun of that dude for cutting. I don't give a damn how nice he tries to be now. I'm just like, no, nah, bro. Kane can give him a hug and he would melt. Exactly. <laughs> and Patty, too. Patty, yeah, Patty, Patty cares does. about that boy, too. Patty mm-hmm. cares a lot. Yes. All right. All right, so thank you for your question, Miss Louise. You know you ask them questions anytime. We'll talk about them on the show, and that goes for all of you guys. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, uh, if any of you have questions about anything related to British soaps, or today we don't cover something that you would have wanted us to talk about, uh, please send us an ask over at BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com, or hit us up on Twitter at UK. So podcast. Well, we're going to switch things up a little bit because it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> the British soap awards are almost here. <laughs> and I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, God. Towards the end of the month, we will be blessed with another fantastic British Soap Awards ceremony, one that will hopefully deny Rob Ron a standard moment, because I don't need it in my life. <laughs> I don't need it in my no, life. <laughs> So what uh, Lynn's and I are going to do is we are going to review the short list. We're going to go through the nominees and we're going to steal a little bit of an idea from uh, our favorite, you know, daytime confidential soap podcast. Shout what we're going to do is we're going to give our picks for who should win each category and who had better not win. <laughs> Each one. 
So I have the shorts list up. And baby girl, we are going to start with best newcomer. Oh, actually, before we go there, of course, because this is the British Soap podcast that only covers Coronation Street, EastEnders, Emmerdale, and Hollyoaks. We are skipping anything having to do with doctors. I'm sure the nominees are great. <laughs> I've, I've seen a couple episodes of Doctors, and it doesn't thrill me. I was kind of, okay. I was kind of displeased when I learned that the or somebody from Doctors is the new Doctors companion. So. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, the sister. Uh, I'll be interested in seeing what she yeah, does. Yeah, me too, actually. But You know, I just wasn't feeling Clara all that much. Clara just didn't do it for me. No. I like the other ladies better. But whatever. We'll see how it works out. But yes. So, anyway, so best newcomer. Normally, I'd say who won last year, but it was a chick from Doctor, so we'll just skip over that. <laughs> so, best newcomer. Up for the award are Shane Ward, who plays Aiden on Coronation Street, Bonnie Langford, who plays Carmel on uh, EastEnders, Isabel Steele, who plays Liv on Emmerdale. Isn't, is that the that's, new girl? That's, is that that's, that's his sister, I believe, yes. I was surprised she got on the list so fast. I was like, okay, mama. <laughs> and then uh, Dwayne Bochy, who plays Zach on uh on uh, Hollyoaks. So, baby girl, we will start with uh, who do you think should win Best Newcomer? I think who should win is Carmel. Uh, or, uh, Bonnie Langford. I think I, I, I didn't like her character at first, but once she started hitting it off with the food and then after or the aftermath of him figuring everything out right before Shabnam left, Perfect human being. <laughs> she she wins yes. she wins she wins my my heart and my soul and my greatness. So yes, Bonnie Langford wins my vote. <laughs> she got mine too. Can't say it any better. Except you know I was feeling her from the first scene. <laughs> I was like, who is this queen? And can she stay forever? <laughs> yes, love me some Miss Bonnie. Yes, God, baby. Okay, and who do you think better not win this award? I feel kind of bad because it was really, really fast, but I think Isabel Steele was put on way too soon to actually be considered for the award. So while she's good from what I've seen so far, which, let's be fair, isn't a lot, uh, I think it's just a little too soon for her to be on considering the rest of the bunch has been on for almost a year if not a little more this reminds me of last year when I think uh, Lacey Turner was up for best actress after she'd been back on EastEnders like two months I was like sis really sis <laughs> come on now baby <laughs> yes I completely understand uh I'm going to pass on this one. Uh, you probably know who I picked, but I'm going to be nice. I have, I have so I'm just going to pass. <laughs> you, you know who I picked, and you know why I picked, and I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> For reasons that you already know, because I was just like, no. <laughs> I'm meeting that. No, not no. 
<laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> it's the best young performance where I also had an immediate no <laughs> to the person that I picked <laughs> for this. People up for the award are... Um, uh, I'm going to say L. Mulvaney, who plays Amy Barlow on Coronation Streets. Uh, Lil Grace on EastEnders. I think that is uh, Billy and uh, what's her name's daughter, isn't, right? Isn't Honey's that, daughter, right? Isn't she the one who uh, has Down syndrome? Mm-hmm, I think so, yes. On EastEnders. And then the girl who I was like, she had better not get this goddamn award. Amelia Flanagan, April Windsor. No. You got it last year. Y'all robbed my damn Perry Lomax Ruby O'Donnell. And this year is Ruby's year. She better get that goddamn award. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> so, Amelia, no. She better not get it. This is all Ruby's. <laughs> That's me. Who were your picks? Okay, for? I was kind of on the same boat. I feel as though, I do feel as though she might get it again, but I don't want her to. Amelia Flanagan, she's the cutest little thing I've ever seen in my life. But she won it last year, and so uh, we'll just stick with Ruby and hope for the best. Yes. Cross fingers and toes, bitch. I want Ruby to get it. <laughs> she deserved it last year. I wanted to have that damn award. She been kicking ass. <laughs> All right, John. So best on-screen partnership last year won by Ian Beale and Jane. Lori Brett and Adam Wood yet. Up for the nom this year are Sally and Tim from Corey, Mick and Linda from EastEnders, and and Jared and Nancy from Hollyoaks. First, who had better not get this fucking award? Can we just say it together? <laughs> yes, God. Rah, rah. <laughs> I can't even believe they're on this fucking list. <laughs> like, for what? For best dysfunctional partnership? Like, why? Everybody else on here is a loving couple. And then you got Aaron and Robert. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Why? I, I, I can't deal with the fact that the first thing I saw on that list was them. And I'm like, really? That, that was the first thing that popped out in my brain. Just like, for real? If those two walk up to that podium, let's just gonna punch uh, what's his face in the face, the host of the show, because I hate him too. Okay. You don't like the host of the British Soap Awards? <gasps> what's wrong with you? He's so cute and he's so knowledgeable about the soaps. I like him. <laughs> But yeah, who I'd pick to win though is probably uh, Danny and Kelly, Mick and Linda. Of course. Can't nobody touch them. <laughs> I mean, Nancy, exactly. Nancy and Darren can't decide if they're together or not. Yes. And I want Tim to punch Sally in the face at some point. <laughs> Maybe hoping more drama on the show if that were the case. But yeah, it, it's definitely. 
Yeah, I think it's theirs to lose. They have been knocking it out. Sally and Tim, they have their interesting little banter. You know, I like Tim more than Sally, but, you know, whatever. She's the best comedy. Okay. <laughs> Darren and Nancy, I love, but the story has been there for making Linda over this past year. All that mess with the, the uh, dean trying to ruin their wedding and everything going on with their kids. Oh, everything. So they better win it. And Rob Ron can cry about it. <laughs> Mess. All right. Well, next up is best comedy performance. Last year, surprisingly to me, won by Sally Diavador from uh, Coronation Street. Uh, up for the nomination are uh, my girl Kim Fox, Miss Tamika Empson, uh, Matthew Wolfenden. I was kind of surprised by that. On uh, Iberdale, who plays David, although David does have a whole bunch of funny little mm. things <laughs> that he does. And then the girl who had better not win this award. I better not see Patty Claire walk her ass on that stage. <laughs> I'd rather see Ross face. Yes, thank you. Ross Adams has me cracking up during every goddamn scene he's in. I love him. I have no, I'm not shy about it. I'm not ashamed of it. Scott Drinkwell is every goddamn thing. Him and John Paul being paired together is one of the best decisions Holly Oaks has ever made. It made me stop hating got John Paul, made me love Scott even more, and he's just fabulous. I love him. So, yes, Mary by Ross, Adam, Scott Drinkwell, every goddamn thing. Yep. I want same, it. Same, same for me. Flat out, if, 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 if Mary fucks up on that stage after all that bullshit this past year, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. You know that uh, gif that's going around where it's like a little stick figure man that sees something that he doesn't like on the computer, and so he flips his table up? That's going to be me if that happens. Okay, you know she's been she's a good actress and she's been real sensitive in her recent portrayal of Mary. I just don't want to see her have that now because yeah. <laughs> she's more sad than funny. It's just kind of like she she reminds me of Eeyore. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so. All right, villain of the year. Last year won by Patrick Blake. Nominees for villain of the year are. Jesus. From Holly of Sophie Austin, who plays the surprising serial killer, Lancey Roscoe. Uh, Ryan Holly is Robert Sutton. Uh, Ellen Thomas, Miss Claudette Hubbard from the oh, East Enders. Uh, I feel you on that. <laughs> then for I feel you. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, gotta give love to Mr. Pat Phelan, who had his messy ass on Coronation Street, Scott, I'm uh, sorry, Connor McIntyre. So, who was your pick for who should win Villain of the Year? I'm turning away from EastEnders this one time because I think Pat Phelan is probably the best villain on this list because Claudette's not one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Lindsay doesn't count as a human. 
Então. I'm still mad they made her the serial killer. That's so stupid. Lindsay's an alien, and uh, um, um, Robert is a villain. He comes off as one, but and he's likely going to win if Phelan doesn't. But yeah, Lindsay, no Phelan, yes. <laughs> so Lindsay was your better not win. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I had to pick Robert for my better not win. I can't with that dude. No, <laughs> I can't. And I actually had to support my sister. <laughs> I had to go with Ellen Thomas for Claudette because um, um, of the strength of her performance. When that reveal started going down, I was like, all right, sis, I can see you with it. And I, I'd been waiting to see her do something kind of mustache twirly, you know, for months. Because mm-hmm. they always seemed to hint that there was more going on between her and, and, and Vincent and their little criminal activities. So, yeah, when I, when I saw how she, how she switched it up, I was like, okay, Miss Claudette, go on, get your award, girl. So, we'll see if the panel thinks the same. <laughs> but, Robert, hell now. <laughs> I want Miss Claudette to get that one. I do love missing feeling, but, you know, I feel like feeling's been more of a pump this, this go round, so I was like, nah, bro, we can let you slide on this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Best male dramatico performance. So, up for this award. Now, see, I don't even know how this dude is on here. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was on here, even though I wrote the shit down. Uh, Hollyo's got Jeremy Sheffield on here for Patrick Blake. I'm like, bro, <laughs> Please. Uh, Coronation Street, Jack P. Shepard, David Flat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick for who better not win this award, not because he's a bad actor, but because Emmerdale used this storyline simply to get him this domination, which I won't deny because it was some bullshit. Dad and Miller air lives it. Love the actor. Love the character. This was uh, this was British Soap Award bait and storyline, and I don't like it. So he better not win over my goddamn drunk ass Phil, who has been having me crying with his antics for butts. I love drunk Phil. I love him strung out. I love him trying to recover. I love him calling Ben a queen. I love him telling everybody about themselves. He better take this goddamn award. I love Phil Mitchell. You know, you know that was that was kind of where I was heading to because actually it was I I kind of left Emmerdale under the bus there and went with Jeremy Sheffield as my hell no, and then went Bruce gave me for my please win. Yes, I don't know. Has he ever won award? I don't know. Either he's won a bunch or hasn't won any. I have to research and find out. But he's he's awesome. Yes. We love some Phil. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we are going to switch it up and give to Best Female Dramatic Performance. 
up for the nomination are uh, Coronation Street's Tina O'Brien, who plays Sarah Platt, uh, Holly Smith, Zoe Lucker, who plays uh, Mama Renee McQueen, uh, Emmerdale, Charlotte Bellamy, who plays Thor Thomas, and Lacey Turner, Stacey Branning from EastEnders. This one was hard. This one was really yes. hard for me because I know for a fact that Renee McQueen will not win. I don't want her to be even on the list. I, I disliked her character from the jump. So she's, 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 no. But my, my, my main fight is between Lacey Turner and Charlotte Bellamy. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I have to go with Charlotte Bellamy because I think that her whole storyline with the, the alcoholic anonymous and, losing everything and then getting everything back and then almost losing everything again. <laughs> she she she's a emotional roller coaster of yes please. So <laughs> I I think I'm gonna go with her. Yes. I do agree with that. I felt like, though, when I saw her name on the long list, I was like, okay, she's about to do it again. <laughs> I think I think this is Lacey Turner's to, to lose. You know, mm-hmm. EastEnders knows their strength with her, and that is her commitment to the bipolar disorder. And those episodes where she was completely manic and thinking she was seeing, uh, getting messages from God and seeing the devil and up on that brew, and ooh, she was she was giving it. So I think that's going to be hers to lose. You know I love me some Laurel. I think Charlotte is everything. If Lacey Turner wasn't in this category, I think Charlotte would get it. But it's, yeah, it's going to be think, it's going to be a tough go around this time. It's yeah. going to be one of those two. I feel. Yeah. If either of them win, though, I'm okay with it. Zoe Lucker, I actually like her. I liked her from Football Wives, and I liked her Footballers Wives, and I liked her on uh, EastEnders. Well, I liked her on Footballers Wives too, but the fact- her, yeah, I agree. Her character on Holly Oaks and the mama that let her kids get molested, I wasn't feeling that. But the person I put for my, she better not walk her ass up on that stage. It's Tina O'Brien, Sarah Platt. Sarah has been annoying as fuck since she came back to town. All that whole Callum is dead. And, oh my God, Callum is dead. I can't stand for it at Dramatic. I put quotes in there. I should have. They should have added an over to it mm-hmm. in, in order mm-hmm. for her to win because I think that she was like really hysterical more than mm-hmm. she was dramatic acting, and mm-hmm. that's why you know I yeah I kind of left her out in the boonies and didn't mention her, but you know. Mm-hmm. It was a really hard list this year, to say the least. Yep. Yep. They did good, except for... Hmm, Cameron, let me tell this for Lee, you see him. Cameron, go that one. You can't Cameron. Oh, my God. 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 Best actor last year won by Adam Wood yet for getting kicking ass during that live episode for East Enders. Yep. 
Uh, we got five up for best actor this year, and Holly Oaks is representing two times. Yeah. Holly Oaks was representing with uh, Charlie Clapham, who plays Freddie Roscoe, and Kieran Richardson, who plays Steve. Um, also, Jack P. Shepard, who plays David on Corey, uh, Danny Dyer, Mick Carter for EastEnders, and then Emmerdale, uh, Danny Miller as Aaron Livesey. So, who is your pick for he better not walk his ass up on that stage? Hey, clap him. How could you open up your mouth to say that? Do you know who is not on this list? Kane Dingle, goddammit. Do you know why? Because Charlie Clapham <laughs> is a better actor. Shut up. You leave Kane out of this. <laughs> That's you why, baby. That's right. The universe was right. Just to piss Lindsay off, Charlie Clapham is going to get Kane Dingle. Best actor spot. I say thank you, universe. <laughs> and then Danny Day is going to win him then. So that's, that's my choice. I know what your choice is already for Hell No. So we're going <laughs> to. Mm-hmm. Who, who I got for Hell No, girl? Tell me it's Danny Miller. Actually, no. It's not Danny Miller. Because mm-hmm. oh. I clowned him, him in the earlier category. So, you know, I had to spread the love around and say, Kieran Richardson had better not walk his ass up on that goddamn stage. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. now. Actually, when I saw the list, oh, Steve was my first choice. I, I did not think about Danny at all because Danny has been good. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at Emmerdale choosing this storyline for him and to do it at this time just so he can get this award. I think that's bullshit. So I have no problems with Danny Miller. He, that boy's been kicking ass since the beginning. So love him. He's great. But Kieran, goodbye. Kieran is a good actor. But I am sick to death of Holly Oaks and this never-ending saga of druggy fucking stick. He's either a druggie or acting like a bitch or an asshole. And I'm over it. It's tired. I need him to do something else. Now, recently... There's been some shifting in the way that he's been written. You know, they gave him the HIV. He was kind of cool for a minute. Married to John Paul. And it seemed like we might be getting to something kind of healthy. But then it's back to the same old bullshit. So that doesn't need to be rewarded. Because I don't want it to be rewarded because I don't want Holly else to think, oh, he got an award for this. So let's keep Steer Druggy for another 10 years. Because won't that be great? Then it'll win more awards. You know? Yeah. So, no, I can't, I can't with it. But, you know, I had to choose the best actor of all five on the list. Charlie Clapham had better win the award for Freddie Roscoe, baby. You're a terrible human being, Jay. A terrible, terrible human being. I want it. You're not going to win. He better win. Danny Dyer is going to win, and you know it. Listen, I know I voted for Danny Dyer in the poll. I know I did, but my heart was on Freddie Roscoe. So for this category, for this show, I want Freddie to take it. I want Freddie to snatch it from Danny Dyer. And you know what? I won't be mad. I'm going to say, go get it, baby. Because then for the rest of my life, I'll be able to say, hey, to Lindsay to Lindsay and Crystal. He's the best actor, baby. Except he's not. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, 
Charlie Clapham and Kieran were on the list, and Danny Miller wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'd be back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, see. So, best actress. I this, this one was the, part. the hardest one to do. Yes. This was the hardest for me, too. Yes. So, best actress won last year by the fabulous, you know, yeah. uh, more power than soaps have both power than politicians loved it. Kelly Bright, Linda Carter from EastEnders. Uh, up for the award are Corey's Allison King, Carla Connor, uh, EastEnders Lacey Turner, Stacey Branning, uh, EastEnders Raki. Takar, hope I'm not fucking that up, uh, Shabdam Basood, uh, Iberdale, Lucy Partridge, <laughs> and the sexiest who we name we say all the time because she's the sexiest every year <laughs> when old girl from Court wasn't winning. Jennifer Metcalf, Holly Oaks, Mercedes McQueen. So, baby, did you have, who was your pick for shouldn't win or could you pick? Because I will tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't pick. I refuse. I passed. I refuse. I couldn't. I couldn't pick. For who shouldn't I pick? Jennifer Metcalf. I, I know, I know, it's not the most ideal, and she's probably one of the best actors to have on that damn show. Besides, you know, she's the box, and she never wins anything. <laughs> so. But for who should win, that's who I had problems with because I love every single one of these actresses so hard. Allison King is my favorite on Coronation Street, but and Chaz is one of my favorites on Emmerdale. If it wasn't, uh, it was it was so hard. But I went with Shabnam in the end. Because, because of her, because while Lacey's story went with her going all psycho and stuff after having Arthur, Shabnam left. <laughs> Shabnam mm-hmm. had a mitter, had a stillbirth child, and then figured out that her husband of what two months had a technical break affair. And then everything went straight to shit. And mm. she did it so well that it was so worth it just to see her in her last little bit and everything. So I picked her. <laughs> Agreed. I did too. I couldn't pick you know, someone who shouldn't walk around that stage. Because even with Jennifer Metcalf, I hated her leaving the show, and I was glad she came back. Every scene she's in, she's another one where it's fantastic. She always kills it. So I wouldn't be mad with her getting a win because she needs to get more attention than anything for for things other than just being cute, you yeah, know. Sure. But, yeah, Shabnam. Chapman, it's, it's hers to lose. Lacey, again, she could upset it because her bipolar thing was good, but I feel like uh, the young lady that played Chapman was really underrated. She really brought it in every scene that she gave, and I liked her. She had a little quiet intensity about her, but then when she snapped, it was like, oh, shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope she wins it because she was fantastic. Fantastic. Agreed. All right, so scene of the year, which last year went to 
Donna taking a nosedive off that roof, baby. Ooh, Donna's goodbye. A scene of the year up for it were uh, something I laughed at. How Leo's Nico kills Patrick. <laughs> I didn't even know it, man. Oh, Lord, that's funny. I was like, ooh, I can see that being in scene of the year because she did the world a favor. <laughs> uh, another one who did the world a favor was Kylie killing Callum's ass. Of Coronation Street at Callum's death up there. Uh, then there was my pick for who had better not wear this goddamn award, and that's Val's death. Val was everything on that show. She never should have been killed in the first place. I want to see that shit reward. <laughs> so that's that. And then my pick for who should win, uh, EastEnders, Mick and Linda finally getting married because everything surrounding that wedding was flawless. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It was excellent. Excellent, excellent. What about you? Who would you have for They Better Don't Me? Uh, I, I was fighting between Hollywood and Coronation Street because they were both lame. And Nico, they didn't even show Nico killing Patrick. So that's going to be my scene. They kind of just showed her walk in the back and then that's the last thing you see. So that doesn't really count as a death. But I, unlike you, even though Val was the queen... Val and Bernice as queens, okay, but, you know, I I thought it was done quite well, and her delivering of that speech before the piece of, you know, mirror fell on her face, or her stomach, or whatever it fell into, it was, it was, it, it was fantastic, so, while I'm 99% sure Mick and Linda's marriage is going to get it. I want Emmerdale to win again. I agree uh, wholeheartedly. I'm sad over Val, so I can't co-sign that. I don't. See, there's, there's, there's a trend with Emmerdale this year. I'm not denying them because they were bad. I'm denying them because they made shitty decisions that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Found them was one of them. <laughs> Although, I said that I'm denying them because they made shitty decisions that I hate, but then this next one is going to completely contradict that. So, best single episode. So, up for the nom were a Coronation Street's live episode. Uh, East Enders having Shabnam stillbirth, uh, Hollyoaks, uh, Patrick's right to die decision, and then Emmerdale's aftermath of the Village Hall explosion. Yep. So, which was your pick for best uh, single episode, Miss Lynn? Oh, Emmerdale, hands down. I, I mean, Shabnam stillbirth was heartbreaking and all sad like and everything, but I like aftermath stories, so. I picked Emmerdale. <laughs> it's the first thing that popped out at me. And who I don't want to win is obvious. I think it would be obvious for you, too. But, you know, mm -hmm. I picked mm -hmm. Hollywood for that. Of course. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> this is why I said I was going to contradict myself because I hated that Ruby got killed. I hated that Val got killed. But goddamn, that episode was so good. So, yes, of those four, that was definitely the best uh, Village Hall explosion. Patrick needs to be gone a long time ago. I wish he would have just killed himself and been off the show instead of abusing Maxine and being a bastard for months. So, forget that. Yeah, I had him. He, he better not walk up on that stage. <laughs> that was a he did that last year. <laughs> exactly. He gets that number. <laughs> All right. Best storyline. So uh, up for that nomination. And I thought three out of four of these were <laughs> good. <laughs> So first, the one it was, uh, Callum's Reign of Terror uh, yeah, okay. and Sarah, Sarah's Baby. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Hollyoaks, the McQueen Cycle of Abuse. Hollyoaks did really do a good job setting up the different generations of abuse in that family. It was hard to watch, but it was good. That was up. Uh, also, Emmerdale, Aaron's Abuse. Uh, you know how I feel about that one. <laughs> and uh, EastEnders, Stacy's Psychosis. Of course, because I'm trying to be consistent, I could not give it to Aaron's abuse. Sorry. No. Award bait does not get me. So that's my hell no, don't you walk your ass on that stage. But Stacy's psychosis, child, nothing touches her, thinking her transgender brother is the devil. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was in the same boat. I, I, I mean, I could sit there at Danny Miller all day, every day, but I can't deal with this abuse and nonsense, and I'm done. I'm, I'm over it, and like you said, nothing, nothing beats Stacey then. Stacey on this one. The word Stacey... It's just a giveaway to the fact that there's a chance that she might win. Mm-hmm. Lacey Turner's been doing absolutely amazing this year, last year, since she's been back all together, I feel. so. Agreed. Yeah, definitely the best. Yes. Best British soap. I don't even have to go over the nominees. Baby girl. Who is your pick for y'all? Better not walk y'all ass up on that stage. Uh, it was it was tough because I couldn't decide between Coronation Street and Hollyoaks, but Coronation Street was boring as shit last year, so I'm gonna have to pick that because at least Hollyoaks had something interesting at some mm-hmm. point or other on there. So I picked Coronation Street for no, and by an edge, EastEnders for the best. And yes, yes. please. <laughs> I want to know what... <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just can't. <laughs> yep. We are in total agreement. Um, Hollyoaks had the Love Days drama, Darren and Nancy getting into it, pretty decent introduction for the Nightingales, Little Miss Jade up there running shop, Tom and Perry up there doing a good job. Holly Oaks has a lot of good stories that are just uh, on and popping that have been doing so for the past year. Love it. Coronation Street is sleep-inducing right now. I cannot. And the only things that we are loving are Michael and Gail, who they broke up, yeah. and the gays, who are barely on. 
I mean, no. So, yeah, Coronation Street better not walk their ass up on that stage. EastEnders and Emmerdale could have been neck and neck contenders, but Emmerdale's been making them questionable decisions all year long, you know, so... Oh my god, the over mm-hmm. over Aaron and Rob and Yep. Yeah. But you see, it's viewer voted. So. Yeah, so hopefully enough viewers vote EastEnders. Yeah, I, I voted for EastEnders, but only yes. by a hit because while the writing and everything on Emmerdale is flipping amazing. Okay. There's only so much of Robert Holly or, or yes. Holly dude and Danny Miller's I love you, I love you, I love you, I hate 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 you, that you can take. Yep. Shucks. All right, baby girl. And we are going to move really quickly into coronation to the streets. Uh, let's do quick what the hells. Uh, what what the hell did you have for coronation street? I I love Izzy, okay? But the fact that she has to go to a drug dealer <laughs> and then she goes to a drug dealer and pays $20 for a little packet of oregano... And then, and then to top it off, she gets her ex-boyfriend to go and get the pot for her afterwards. And, just, and he just keeps doing it for her. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? You're not together anymore. And and while you have a child together and everything, but which is all fine and good and everything, you should not be doing stuff like this for her. Even the I I I I just can't. <laughs> yep. Same. And then and Agreed. then and then, though I only technically watched February and a few episodes from March, including March twenty fifth episode where the most what the hellish what the hell happened was when Michael decided to leave. And sell ice cream. I was like, that is the most stupid story ever. That was like the driving go to end all driving goes. You know there's a chance of him coming back and everything. But. You know I haven't seen the episode yet, but please tell me as he drove away the. Uh, he drove drove away in an ice cream van with the music playing. The ice cream truck was there. <laughs> he oh, did drive geez. away in his ice cream truck, yes. Oh, Coronation Street. They fell so hard. <laughs> yes, I wanted, so sun, you got... I wanted the sun to set and everything, too. As, <laughs> as the truck was going away, and the truck would disappear behind it in a blaze of sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, we are uh, zooming through Corey because we really didn't watch much of it, no. and we just don't care until Kate Oates material starts. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less waiting until that happens. So me, even though I haven't seen it yet, I'm already co-signing Michael's exit being a what the hell because he never should have left the show. I know it's temporary and he's doing his own thing, but uh, 
I need my Michael and Gail on screen because that's just one less quality thing that's good on the show. Uh, instead, I pulled my What the Hell from April, uh, and those I watched a couple episodes toward the end of April that featured my gaze, and um, I don't know what is going on with Billy right now, but quick, I'll fill you in, Lance. Billy's got some boy that's blackmailing him. And the audience does not know why he's blackmailing him. So, uh, and Tony is dead now. So Jason's father is dead. I don't know how, but he's dead. Uh-huh, I'm happy for that too. Yes, God. So Jason was grieving Tony, right? Mm-hmm. And Billy was supposed to like comfort him. But the dude blackmailing him kept texting him, and so he was paying more attention to his phone. So my what the hell is Billy texting instead of focusing on Jason's grief? It's like, dude, you's a priest. Why you ain't got your phone on silent? And <laughs> you talking to somebody about they dead daddy? <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, well, on the upside, I know what to look for. <laughs> I want to see Tony dead. Yes, God. And my seed of the week was uh, Angry Billy. So a little bit after that happened, there was a, a fight that almost broke out in the pub. Well, it did break out in the pub. And ang- and Billy broke it up by turning on He-Man like, You get off that. You get off that. <laughs> Y'all need to be done all that fighting. I was like, oh, oh where, where did that come from, Vicar Man? <laughs> I, I, I think my seed of the week was... Uh the forum meeting that they were having because of uh, uh, What's-Their-Face and Norris both running for the council, Sally and Norris both running for the council, and they were having, like, these, they were having, like, this forum thing, like, debate thing, and, and Sally is, like, trying to convince everybody that she's all good for the job, and then somebody brought up Tim Zarek, and then there was a bunch of laughter, and I'm like, <laughs> it kind of made me giggle, but at the same time, it was just like, this is the, this is like the United States National Vaccine right now. All right, so we're going to take things over to Chester and talk Hollyoaks. Miss Lens, what did Hollyoaks do to make you say, what the hell? I hate Mama Nightingale. I hate her face. And I hate, <gasps> and I hate You don't like morning? <laughs> How dare you? And, 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 and I hate their oldest brother, too, the lawyer. I, 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 I don't like the new addition to the family at all. I think they're ridiculous. I think they're just there to piss everybody off. I, I, I just don't care for anybody in that story except for the initial Nightingale who were just like, oh, everything's going to be fun now that mom's... No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> they're, they're just there to steal your money and leave. <laughs> I will tell you a brief spoiler, um, at least with regards to morning. They 
do kind of soften Marnie somewhat. She still maintains her fabulous Joan Collins bite, but you get a little bit more of an understanding about how she got to that place, and that makes her a lot more tolerable. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I love her. I loved her since minute one, because I'm like, ooh, here she comes. She is up here bringing that Joan Collins realness. It's like she's on Dallas and Dynasty from the 80s right now. That outfit oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, but I do understand. James talked shit about Scott, so, and he was trying to set Scott up, so since he, you know, was trying to mess with my king, I don't care too much about him. But, yeah, morning, I think it's a queen diva. Yes, but it's funny that you, you cannot with her. Uh, I can't. I can't with her, at least right now. I couldn't with Carmel either on, on EastEnders, but she kind of warmed up to me, so... You know, it could happen, it could change with time, but as of right now, there is no love for the woman whatsoever. And I know this, uh, and uh, <laughs> another thing that I highly disliked was Lindsay's reaction to Freddie being alive was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. I've seen some ridiculous shit on that show. But her face when Freddie just popped out and boom. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I can't with this show. But if it's getting better, I'm looking forward to catching up and seeing the good, the bad, and the Lindsay being Lindsay. <laughs> yes. Yes, hopefully you will enjoy the, the quality that's in change. So it still has some work to do, but yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Yes. Well, for me, for my what the hells, first of all, Harry opening up his mouth to claim that Steve is a better father than Tony has ever been. Um... No. See, when Beyonce and her new song, Sorry, says, you know, put your middle fingers up, put it in his face, and tell him, boy, bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Harry, boy, bye. <laughs> I, I remember when we were looking forward to Harry coming back on. You know, I'm still fine with Harry as a character, but he just says dumb bullshit, you know, like... Steve is a better father than Tony. Okay, no. Steve can see his kids. Last time, uh, I mean, Tony can see his kids. The last time Steve uh, had the opportunity to see his kids, they got taken away. Okay, but he's the better father. Mm-hmm. And can't be bothered to have him longer than like 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't with it. I can't with it. Another boy by, oh Jesus, gotta go to my black folks, Louie, claiming to Simone that he knocked out, uh, well no, she claimed to Simone that uh, sexing Joanne while his daughter was being kidnapped was him working. Yep. 
I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough that you know you cheated on your woman, but then you gonna have her feeling guilty over your affair you're continuing to have well not exactly continuing but yeah. you know you, all the secrets and the lies are still you know going on I was just like no sir Louis <laughs> no sir Louis they are really trying to make him irritated with this foolishness but it, mostly it's just like why why Louis yeah, I feel ya Mm -hmm. I could I could deal without Joanne too. Just because the character she needs to go away. Mm -hmm. I love the character. I like the ones that bring a mess, but need more for her. Yeah, other than taking getting hurt to get Simone pissed off at Louie because he did it. Yeah, I I I I can't with. The adult, uh, any of them really, their separate storylines are ridiculous. Hmm. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, I know that the love days are awesome, but you know, now that they're bringing Lisa back, they're gonna be uh, having some real shit going down. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> if she's not already there, I need my baby Warren back. Yes. She is, and she's fantastic. Love, Lisa. I had a feeling they get the casting, right, the casting right on that one. All right. I'm looking forward to catching up there. <laughs> okay. And what did you have for your scenes of the week? Um, Cindy and cute little, uh, cute little uh, Nightingale boy scenes. All of them. I think they were sweet. I think they were absolutely adorable. I, I kind of like the chemistry between them, even though, you know, they've known each other for a whole two seconds. But uh, I kind of liked those scenes, even the ones where, you know, she was trying to kick him out and everything. I, I just really enjoyed Elfie and Cindy's scenes and Elfie and Holly's scenes even. I, I, I don't like Amanda Clapham either. I, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like either of the Clapham siblings, Gomi. But <laughs> but you know, I just I I, I just love Elfie, and I love how he can have chemistry with just about anybody he acts For my scenes of the week, I will say uh, Scott the Virgin and John Paul hooking up. Loved everything about it. Uh, Simone, when she tells the truth, she lets, when the truth comes out about what happened, she lets Louis have it, and I love that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also loved how Tony was slick with Cleo when Cleo dropped out of school just to work. Tony gave Cleo all those crap jobs around the hutch to convince her to go right on back to school, and I thought that was that was funny. Because sometimes with kids, you can't just tell them certain things. You have to show them. So you'd be like, okay, you want to drop out of school? Well, this is what you're going to get. <laughs> I thought that was funny. All right, so we're going to take things over to Albert Square and talk EastEnders. Miss Lenz, what did EastEnders do to make you say, what the hell? 
Um, I, I, I kind of uh, disliked uh, Masood a bit after mm-hmm. after you know everything went down because you know I, I I feel for the guy I really really do, but he really overreacted when it came you know down to it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's done this before. <laughs> oh, how long have you known about this? How long have you known about this? And there's and he's making out with Carmel one second, and then oh, it's hit your face the next second. And then, mm-hmm. Oh God, that man! I can't debate whether I like him or not, because the entire family's gone now, and it's just him. <laughs> The thing that got me about Masood is, and I know he was just being a petty heifer, but when he had the nerve to call Carmel old, (laughs) I'm like, dude, how you gonna open up your mouth to call Carmel old? Well, you know damn well y'all about the same damn age. (laughs) the best manner in the first place. Oh, now. And then I thought it was hilarious how so his uh, young self goes and sets up a date with a 35-year-old, and sister friend is just like, nope. <laughs> I was like, that's just what your ass get pursued. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, he was doing too much, baby. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else did you have for East Enders? While Lindsay is one hot underage girl. Mm-hmm. Jay needs to lay off. <laughs> Jay's sitting in his phone just texting. Where has she answered my text yet? Because you've known her for two days. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would understand if they were texting each other for a few weeks and she was like, oh, she hasn't answered my text yet. It was a day she hasn't answered my text yet. I'm like, I don't even recall her giving you her number. He was thirsty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was thirsty for that <laughs> lens love, that underage love, girl. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, she's quite the looker, and I understand why he went for her and everything, but... His neediness is a little over the top. <laughs> well, he's been up there with uh, watching his girl mess with Ben so long. <laughs> yeah, right? He's just like, I need some love. <laughs> like, and you know what? I don't feel bad for shipping him at all because old girl is uh, 18 in real life. I looked it up. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have no problems with her either. I think I, I think yeah. those two are probably, you know, the most real yet. Old. I kind of had a feeling that she was a little underage when she checked the time while they were sitting in the back of the car having their sexy Valentine's Day meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she booked ass out of there so quick. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I see where Jay says that she's overage now, or underage now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. But those two are cute. I really, I really like those two as a couple. But 
Uh, it's going to be some challenging times ahead for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but you'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on <laughs> I'm working through it. I'm working through it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, for me, I've got a two what the hells as well. Uh, my first was uh, less giving up on Christine. I was really sad about that, you know. Um, you know, I understood that Pam was upset that, you know, he was Christine, but, you know, he lived her life for decades. Mm-hmm. So to see him, you know, like take all his clothes and burn all his clothes and stuff in order to please Pam, to me, that kind of, I was heartbroken. I was like, ah, you don't need to be changing yourself to please a woman like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I completely understand Pam's mindset and mm-hmm. why it's difficult for her to accept that. But I feel like, you know, if you really love somebody, you need to accept them as they are completely. Yep. So uh, I was a little, I'm a little sad about that. And I, I did take that little soapy twist where Babe, Babe just, was spying because she was in love with her some less. And she ended up, I think, didn't she get like a picture at the end? Yep. <laughs> I it's was always, like, oh, it's always, it's always, it's always, <laughs> it's always, it's always narrow ones. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's what she said, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, baby, you about to be a mess, girl. <laughs> Shucks. Yes. And uh, my other one, oh, Jesus. Can we talk about Black Aaron Livesey real quick? Jordan? Come on now. <laughs> he is Black Aaron Livesey. I was like, oh, dude, dude, you are doing too much. You're in the room with this woman. You're acting all violent. What you want from me? I leave it. I'm like, dude. I'm like, hmm. He was just doing too much. His entire time there was just like extra <laughs> to the max. I was like, what is this? He pushing people, acting angry, act, talking crazy to everybody, Kim, to, to, to Denise, to Patrick, to Vincent. He just don't give a fuck. And I'm just like, Aaron. And he even was wearing, I think, like that little gray ass hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, East Enders, why? Why y'all doing so much with him right now? And then they had the nerve to have their food conspiring with Lucas to get the knees to leave town. Well, Jordan wasn't trying to leave town with no knees. Jordan thought it was just going to be here with his evil-ass daddy <laughs> and that crazy-looking kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, but Lucas like, uh-uh, boy, I need, I need a mom up in this. We're we going to get Denise to come with us. And I'm just like, bro, you really work with him, bro, for real? For real? <laughs> I just I just could not. And I was bad at uh, Easter this, too, because they asked, like, somebody had asked on the show what had happened to uh, J.J.'s mama. And she not only ended up being a crack hoop, She's a dead crack hoe. I'm like, really? We got to have another off-screen black woman as a dead-ass crack hoe? Really, EastEnders? I was just like, girl. I'm done. Yeah. 
Hey, baby. Baby, they were doing too much with him. I couldn't. <laughs> what you thought of Black Aaron? I was kind of feeling the same. They kind of, uh, I've only seen February stuff, so I can't really say much for, you know, later bits. You kind of spoiled a little bit of stuff for me, but it doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you're just sitting there and you're watching this guy. I'm like, Oh no, he has the cut on his lip like Aaron did. And <laughs> he's beat up like Aaron always is. And he's mm-hmm. all feisty and I'm gonna hit you. And I'm like, okay, who watched Emmerdale? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who watches Emmerdale? It's crazy. Black Aaron Livesey was acting more Aaron Livesey than Aaron Livesey has been acting for like the past two years. <laughs> but it was too extreme because it was like all of Aaron's negative bullshit was thrown on Jordan to do in like a week. So it was too much. You know, Aaron had that shit spaced out like over, you know, months and months and months and a couple years. You know, he did this shit. Then he kind of chilled out for a minute. Then he did some bullshit. Then he got to chilled out for a bit. But EastEnders had this motherfucker do it every goddamn thing. You know, he looked like he going to hit the knees. He trying to fuck up the house. He conspiring to do this. He acting for, I was just like, oh, God damn it, just stop. Stop. I was I, ah. Yeah, I was I was pretty much I was I was done. And I like the brother that plays him. He was good on Doctor Who. But see on Doctor Who, he was kinda tame. Like, you know, he was a brother, but he wasn't doing all that extra bullshit. Mm-hmm. But oh god damn. It's like they turned him to eleven. I was like, What the fuck is this? What are you doing? Oh, Lord. See, he, he the type of dude to get his ass beat in the street. Because <laughs> like, he just do it too much. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know if you've gotten to the point where his storyline kind of comes to an end. So I'll kind of, uh, I don't want to ruin that for you. But suffice it to say, when his time came to the temporary end that I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be temporary. I was glad. I was like, okay, yeah, he, he needs a rest. You know, he did have some moments towards the end where he started calming down and seemed like, you know, he was uh, going to work to, you know, kind of support the family, and that was fine. But girl, he was, I was just like, no, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> from what I've seen of him so far, it's just meh. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, baby. Agreed. So, what were your favorite scenes for the past few weeks? Anything with Phil Mitchell in it. Oh, my God. He was the most fabulous human being I have ever seen the past few weeks. I'm just like... You just you just see him, and he's like really stressed out. I'm going to go get a drink. You are not going to go get a drink. I am going to go get a drink. Not if I have anything to say about it. I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> it's just like you can, you can tell that he's trying to sober up because he can't get his 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 uh, transplant for six months and he has to be sober the entire time and you're just sitting there and you're watching him just withdraw. <laughs> and I'm just like... I've seen that before. <laughs> I've seen that before. I know how it is. It's not pretty. 
that it's likely to get worse. So, yes, anything with Phil Mitchell in it has won my vote. <laughs> when the British Soap uh, Awards put out that tweet on April Fool's Day talking about we added two new categories and one of them was best drunk performance. <laughs> I was like, okay, they've been seeing some Phil Mitchell <laughs> on EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, baby, I completely agree. Homeboy has been fantastic. <laughs> he really has. I, 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 I rather enjoyed his stuff. Completely agree. Completely. And what else did you have? Um, I like... <laughs> I I hate to say this because I hate the character of Abby, but I love Babe and Abby conspiring. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that is the most amazing thing in the entire universe. I I, <laughs> I hate that Babe loves less and everything, but you know, or less. But I I I can deal with her. And the t-shirt that says Baby Mitchell on the way and whatnot, just to trap Ben. That's more or less what they're doing. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are down on Abby, but I usually like her. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling her, you know. And I think that's right. This, that little connection between those two unlikely allies, yeah, that's golden. <laughs> uh, well, for me... Uh, one of my scenes of the week was uh, Buster <laughs> the deciding, deciding to stay in Walford after uh, Cheryl hit him with that begrudging, I love you. I love you, <laughs> I was like, that's right, Cheryl, you better say it so that man stays in town. Yeah, that I say it. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic because I have been loving um, Cheryl and Buster uh, since they first started together on the show. So uh, I'm very happy that uh, she said what she needed to say to make sure that man stayed in town. Because <laughs> I need them together. I love them. <laughs> and I need them to stay together forever because they are fabulous. <laughs> I love them. And uh, the other one that I had is anything involving Denise. Denise and her friendship with Carmel. Uh, Denise commiserating with Cheryl about visiting trifling-ass men at jail. You know, she visiting Lucas, uh, Cheryl visiting Dean. And then, I'm not sure if you're there yet, but she comes for Libby over an abortion Libby is considering. Oh, my God. That sister is just... A queen. <laughs> she really is. You know, that is part of the reason. I think for her, I think on the long list, I voted her for best actress because I swear that lady just gives, you know, stellar performances every time. Doesn't matter who you put her with. Doesn't matter what situation she's in. Hell, she made a relationship with Ian halfway makes sense. Not only halfway, but still. <laughs> it takes a talented actress to do something like that. Uh -huh. So, yeah, everything with Denise, yeah, I have been loving. <laughs> <laughs> So we are taking things over to Emmerdale. Uh, Miss Lindsay, tell me what Emmerdale did to make you say, 
What the hell? Soros Gabby needs to just go away. What? I like her. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sick of her little antics. I'm sick of her pissing Bernice off. I could care less if she pissed Ashley off. But she's pissing Laurel off. She's pissing everybody off. I know that's normal 14-year-old girl behavior. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just... I did like the scene when David, uh, not David, Jacob told her to get the hell out of his, get the hell out of that shop right now. That was pretty good. But I mean, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> girl, suck. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm doing up her eyebrows in permanent marker to make herself look like a Marx brother. Um, oh my goodness, that scouse brow foolishness. Um, yeah, the vodka thing, uh, she's just doing too much, no child should do that much that quick. (laughs) I understand that both of her families are kind of screwed up right now, or both sides of her family are pretty screwed up right now, but that gives her no excuse to be doing the crap she's doing. Well, she's only continuing the trend of Wednesday Adams before her, darling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't know. I like the little actress. You know, I have my I, issues I, I with like, Lil Wednesday. I like, I like the address. I just mm-hmm. don't like her story. Mm. It's, I mean, I know, like I said, I know she's doing what normal early teenagers do. The vodka thing, I'm not particularly sure about. If she was 16, 17, I could see it, but not 14. But, I mean, I I, I don't like... She makes Bernice mad. Nobody should make Bernice mad. Ever. Bernice is not cute mad. (laughs) I'm still holding a grudge against... Andy for making Bernice mad. You do not anger the queen. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My second one was uh, uh, Dan and Carrie's sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know Carrie gets on my nerves, but that whole stuff was kind of (laughs) funny. Because Gabby put that shit online. I know. That was the start of the Gabby-ness. But at the same time, it was like the best filler storyline the show has had besides, you know, Lisa saying, guess what? I'm divorcing you. Hell oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was the best thing ever. Why, why, she was just sitting there talking to Bernice on the thing, and then the next thing you know, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What's so important about the I've got being left on? And then I see all the little text messages going around, and I'm like, oh, I see what's happening now. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, that, that was more of a funny what the hell than an actual, you know, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> they, 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 that's the one thing I like about Emmerdale is if they have a filler story, just like a, even a little one, it's either really funny, really sad, 
are just kind of there. You can't really decide, you know, which way's which with them. <laughs> it just kind of fits in where it needs to fit in. <laughs> we don't have too many chicken stories. No. Or <laughs> stories. Uh-huh, exactly. Or a community center. <laughs> Let's open a community center that is never visited again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, darling. Um, one of my what the hells is nobody clocking Rona on her affairs. Because, you know, the truth is out about oh, yeah. uh, Patty and, you know, She figured Tess. it out, like, immediately. <laughs> uh-huh. And so now she's going around town all, you know, morally outraged that Patty would do this thing to her. How could Patty cheat on her? I'm glad she's dead. I'm like, what? You shouldn't be glad anybody's dead. I see Patty smack you in the face. <laughs> yes, but the thing that she's not remembering is, uh, uh how did her and Patty get started? It was an affair. <laughs> uh-huh. And when you start your relationship in an affair, guess what? Sometimes karma comes back to get your ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yes, but in the fallout, like, nobody has said to her, uh, you... Uh, cheated first of all when this relationship started and also nobody said to her um, and when you was kissing all up on Vanessa were you single? When you needed them drugs? Mm-hmm. Were you single? <laughs> or were you married to Patty? Mm-hmm. How quickly we forget. <laughs> so I was like uh-huh, somebody needs to clock Rona. <laughs> She is just doing too damn much. (laughs) Right there. My goodness. Um, And then my other, what the hell. Aaron acting like Darth Vader when he was at the police station reporting his sexual assault. (laughs) They turned the camera on Aaron. Aaron, why are you here? You know why I'm here. Just like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, Aaron, Aaron, you were at a police station to report a sexual assault. You were not sitting across from some high school principal wanting to know why you were in a fight. You don't be acting all emotionally. You know why I'm here. I'm just like, oh, God, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> See, this is part of the reason I do not want this awarded for the BSAs, because I do not want anyone to have the impression that this is good, like, that we need more of this. <laughs> I mean, come on. My name is Aaron Lizzie. Come on, now. <laughs> come on, now. That Darth Vader bullshit was hot in the 70s. It is 2016, okay? <laughs> What's that? Almost 40 years since Star Wars came out. We don't need more of that. <laughs> yeah, no. It is just his default. He is always rude unnecessarily. Yeah, no. Whenever there's a situation where he could just be straight up, cool, not rude, to the point, tell people what's going on, not a big deal, he always trips. And I'm just like, Aaron, bro. Just stop. 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 Just stop.
Wow. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Shucks. Yeah. So what did you think of Mr. Libs there? He is Kane's natural cockblocker of pain. Hmm. I, 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 I can't deal with it. I, I went through and watched February, realizing that I watched like the first week of February already because I remember mm-hmm. when Kane went and wrote pedophile in the, in the you know, <laughs> shaving foam on the wall and tried to force them to drink and take pills and stuff. And I'm like, I remember this. Aaron's going to walk in in a second and beg him to stop. I'm like, why do you do this to me? Kane's hmm. supposed to be an ass kicker, not a... Oh, God. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> he has been bugging. <laughs> he ruined everything. He really yes, God. <laughs> Shucks. Okay. And uh, what do you have for your scenes of the week? I think uh, I have two. My first one is uh, Laurel and Ashley. I, I I know Ashley is not the best human being in the world. I, I, I'm not the hugest fan of him, but I am a huge fan of Laurel. And the fact that they kind of accused her of or her and Sandy, or Ashley and Sandy both accusing her of drinking when it was Gabby's alcohol. Yes, and yes. she got so pissed off and stormed out of that house like bad out of hell. I'm like, slow clap, man. Mm-hmm. I was sitting right there and she's like, it's just a show. I'm like, Laurel just did the best thing ever. A slow clap if I want. But, uh, I mean, you, you just sit and you watch that woman, and she had a miscarriage. Or, or, yeah, I think so. And and all of that stuff. And the first thing you'd think she'd do is go and drink, which is logical. Why would they would think that and find it like that and everything? And, and uh, God, she was so good. Yes, she was. That outrage she had that no one believed that she'd made those changes. Mm -hmm. I completely understood, baby. Mm -hmm. You know. And then my second one, even though it made me incredibly sad, was Nikkel's exit. Mm. I was like, why? Why was it going to be temporary? You and Mm. Linda could have gotten married and had two little babies. And, And... Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> I knew it was temporary, though. I was just like, what? Why did you leave? Come back so I can hug you and feel your ass. <laughs> yeah. I wanted him to stay, too. His return was excellent. Mm-hmm. His, his, his exit killed my soul. <laughs> but it was a good kill my soul, because there's a chance he could be back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, doubt, so. I, I doubt it'll be soon, but... <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because it felt to me like they uh, kind of rushed Jay's little redemption, uh-huh. you know, to kind of foster 
Nick Hale even. I was, I, I was kind of I was kind of sad because the day Jay came back was my birthday, mm-hmm. and I said that oh cool, ah, Nick Hale really got engaged. It's two part episode, and in walks Jay. <laughs> my life. <laughs> I hate that man. <laughs> You know I agree, baby. <laughs> you know I agree. Well, for me, uh, my first is something that you already mentioned. Lisa walking up into her little birthday celebration where she invited Zach. And it was just like, oh, happy birthday to me, Zach. I'm divorcing you. <laughs> well, I went to a celebration and I'm divorcing you. And that Baby. poor face. Oh, my God. Baby. Emmerdale has been writing Lisa like a gangstress, and I appreciate it. Because nine times out of ten, when soaps tell these love stories where someone has broken a soap character's heart, the soap character is all, you know, sad and miserable because this person hurt them and then they're pining for them. But Lisa's just like, oh no, you don't value me, you don't value my worth, guess what? You don't deserve a wife no more. Boop. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And I love it. It's, it's fantastic, you know. Uh, you don't see that strength portrayed often, and I love it. And Lisa is, she's being gangster with it, you know. And I know Zach regrets it, but well, well, you, that's what you get. You said I kept it in your pants. <laughs> Yes, Lisa's everything. Uh, and I also uh, had a line that I liked from uh, dear old uh, Ross. Oh, <laughs> when Ross, Ross is still all heartbroken because Debbie has left him. And he was uh, talking to Kane about, you know, Debbie. And Kane was just like, boy, you ain't good enough for my daughter. And uh, Ross was just like, um, I'm not good enough for Debbie, but Pete is good enough for Auntie Myra. I was like, so you're wrong, son. <laughs> you're wrong for that. <laughs> oh, Lord that, Jesus, that, Ross that, 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 that speech that King Game of Mercury said that, though. Oh, my God, that was beautiful. <laughs> Oh. Who is your pick for the best character of the month? Oh, I, I kind of was fighting between uh, Laurel and Kane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because while Kane is basically just the go-to guy for beat up bitch and whatnot, he still has a heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he knows when to stop if he needs and even if he doesn't want to, and it, 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 he was just good. I I rather enjoyed. <laughs> I rather enjoy him <laughs> as as a normal human being. And Laurel, Laurel's just Laurel. She's she's nice, and 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 her alcoholic storyline coming back into play, trying to get rid of alcohol so she wouldn't drink it, and then replacing it almost immediately, feeling really bad about dumping it out. And then, it was it was just... I couldn't decide between the two, so I wanted those two. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> yes. 
Well, for me, we have talked about her repeatedly on this episode because she is a queen and she is a diva and she is everything. For all the reasons we have talked about and more, Messy Aunt Babe. I love her ass. (laughs) (laughs) She is so messy. She fucked up. Tamwar's meal just because she wanted to have her own food on the menu. She pushed Whitney out of the pub just to get her fish pie on the menu. She helped Abby fake a pregnancy, and this is a brief spoiler for you, and a miscarriage, (laughs) which is fantastic. (laughs) And uh, she also told Whitney that if Whitney let on about any of the shenanigans she'd been up to, she was going to let Lee know about her kissing mix. I was like, all right, girl, I'm done with you. You like, the babe has all the dirt on everybody, so can't nobody fuck with her. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And she was even wise enough to see that Les was a damn catch. And I wish he would be interested in babe because we need some conflict there. You know, Pam made him give up Christine. They need something, something else to kind of rock their relationship. And I'm like, I like Les and babe. They need to make it happen. We need to get babe a man. <laughs> so. For being that dime, messy ass, soapy diva that knows all the business and uses it to her advantage, I love me some Matt, babe. Yeah, babe, life. <laughs> yes, she does, baby. <laughs> yes, God. And with that, I'm at Brother Soap. And I'm at Lindsay Amanda. And thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, I'll say, dirt under our feet. Bye. Bye. <laughs>